Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of what is still the greatest podcast in the land. It is your boy, Mike Wills, and this is another episode of The Safe Spot. We got somebody very near and dear, very special to my heart here today in The Safe Spot. Um, she's an author. She, she's a yogi specialist. She, she no, focuses on meditation. She's, she's like this spiritual path walker for people. Um, if, if I'm the world greatest single father, which I am, she is definitely also the world greatest single mother. I'm introducing Miss Shawana Ward, somebody very special to me. How, how you doing today? I'm doing fine. I have to make a correction, though, however. Oh, oh, my bad. Updates. I am not a yogi specialist. I feel like, she, okay. I know yogi specialists. Mm-hmm. I am a spiritual practitioner and I specialize in meditation. Okay, okay. But I always want to respect the practice, mm-hmm. so y'all do not hit me up <laughs> talking about can we do yoga because I'm going to say no, but we can go to a yoga class together. Hit up Soul Out Yoga, Danny, that is my babe. She does yoga in our workshops. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Soul Out Yoga. She's registered. Okay. Okay, I, I appreciate the <laughs> clarification. I do want to respect the craft as well. But how are you? How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm so, feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling amazing. I'm about to say, how are you? I'm <laughs> feeling amazing right now. I'm I'm feeling so. Whew. Yeah. yeah, I feel good. I feel relaxed, good to say the least. It's very relaxed. Yeah. So I got to tell the story. We have known each other for. Tw- has it? So close to twenty. Close close to twenty years. Not quite. Okay. Like maybe 14? Yeah, 14, 15. Well, no, nah, because Brand is 14. Okay, so. So we didn't know each other like close 16, to. 16. Yeah, 16 about years. 16, 17 so years. So 16, 17 years, yeah. That So this is somebody that knew me well before I am what I am now. And as far as her, I have been blessed enough to see the transition from, you know, my little sister, my little wee-wee. You know what I mean? My little. So we're not going to do that we, here. That's your name. We're not going to do that here. Cause, cause, so, you so, need to cut that out. I can't, I can't tell him the wee wee story. You need to cut that out. Okay, <laughs> my little sister. <laughs> it's just amazing to be able to see the transition from being in high school, you know, to who we were to who you were, and now, you know, we, we kind of lost pace for a little bit, reconnecting over the last couple of years or so. Mm-hmm. But you've like, and I tell this to you all the time, and I know it sounds redundant, but you have like evolved. You know what I mean? And it's it's really rare to see a person go from who they were to who they are. So what led you on like this spiritual journey of like self-awareness and growth? Well, having a child will definitely, as you know, Mm -hmm. just open your eyes to different things that you may have been hiding from or just not want to show, pay attention to because you want to be selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, But having a child is a very selfless act. Exactly. Being a parent is very selfless. So just kind of noticing me passing down stuff to him that I didn't necessarily want to. Mm. Like, on the physical, things look different than how I was brought up, but it was very much so still giving trauma mm-hmm. because I wasn't healed. Mm-hmm. And so I just realized one day that I, as much as I was trying to do things different, if I eternally did not fix what was going not fix, but figure out what was going on inside of me to heal through that, that I was going to keep passing it down because it's still in me if it's Mm -hmm. in me it's got to come out Mm -hmm. and the easiest transfer is to the people that's closest to you Mm -hmm. and so um i just i seen my son becoming anxious i realized my own anxieties and from there um i started with therapy Mm -hmm. um of course i was into religion at the time so i was trying to figure out what denomination or you know for your therapist Uh uh-huh yeah and um 
that ultimately led me to not want to be in any type of system. And so mm-hmm. I got more into, I've always been spiritual. So I got into spirituality and, um, from there, like I said, it was a lot of trial and error, but ultimately therapy kind of led me on my spiritual journey, got me into meditation. Um, and then I ultimately did a, a, a chakra healing course, um, during COVID actually mm-hmm. the beginning of COVID and that single handedly like changed my life when I realized the importance of knowing about your chakras and healing the chakras. Um, that really like put everything into perspective to me and helped me learn how to use my spiritual gift in a creative way to like reach my people and to make it lucrative for myself. So, so why, why is it, and, and, and you've seen it as well as I have, um, growing up and even to now, why is there such a negative stigma on black people having an association with therapy especially for me as a black man like it took a lot for me to go and I always wonder like what is it that made me just be like after everything that I've done and experienced yeah. is like this ingrained stigma like nah don't go talk to nobody like what, what why is that I think it's because when we're so everybody always talks about how if you really want to get to where you need to go you have to get uncomfortable and mm. it sounds so cliche but it's like one of the truest things that anybody ever tell you and people don't realize just how uncomfortable discomfort is until they're in it. Mm -hmm. And you get used to being comfortable, even if comfort is toxic. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about something that causes you to have to get so uncomfortable because you got to touch the places you don't want to touch, the stuff that you have physically learned to obtain stuff so that you don't feel these hurtful things or this trauma or this, um, these issues that you have. And therapy is an uncomfortable situation initially. You mm-hmm. have to get used to the therapist. You have to open yourself up and be vulnerable in ways. And I think that because of the way we were conditioned mentally mm-hmm. from the time we were enslaved, um, even up until now, that kind of thing... Like, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what we do. I feel like for a while, traditionally, black we have these black people stigmas. Like, mm-hmm. we even, like, especially around Thanksgiving when the memes come out. Yeah, about, yeah, like, yeah. You know, uh-huh. holiday. Exactly. I feel like there's this joke that goes on a lot in comedy about being molested by family members. But they put, you know, it's in a joke and fashion. But this kind of stuff just happens in the black community. Mm-hmm. And the way that we heal through it is by through comedy or through whatever, you know, adventurous ways. And we succeed and we we make more money than we've ever seen before. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about it later. And that's like, I think our way of therapy has just always looked one way. Mm -hmm. And now that we live in a different society and things aren't the same as they were a hundred years ago, we have to kind of change with the times. Mm -hmm. And I think anything that doesn't look the same as it always has, or been as comfortable as always has, is just shunned upon. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like it's just the way that we've been conditioned to think. So, but I feel like now more than ever, that's changing. I don't know if you agree that like people are really like pushing therapy now and kind of making it like the status quo. I feel like it's, it's I see it in everything these days. So do you agree that that's shifting now? I I think to a standpoint that it is, I I definitely see it more popularized if I can say, but do I think it's shifting? Yes. But do I think sometimes even, I think therapy is only worth as much as you choose to take out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know a lot of people that go to therapy, and this is not judging anybody's walk because some walks are long, some walks are short, and it mm-hmm. takes us different time to get over stuff. But I just feel like if, you, if you're if you doing these things, kind of like how I see with you, like your growth, because it looks like somebody put something into you or you read something or you were really taking in a lot of knowledge, and now you're applying that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Sometimes I feel like people go to therapy and hear stuff about themselves, and then you don't. 
apply it. it. Mm-hmm. Like it's popular to go, mm-hmm. but is you actually taking that shit out and bringing it home? Mm-mm. Because if you're not applying what you learned and it doesn't, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel the act of being able to say, yeah, I got a therapist and we treat that therapist like a dump zone and we just pour all our stuff out. Mm-hmm. But you got to be willing to take some stuff in. And that, that's what I feel like is not happening. And a good therapist won't allow you to just do that. Mm-hmm. Like a good therapist will give you the homework and will show you the progress and tell you where you're not progressing. I think... When I switched therapists, that's when I felt like I really shifted too. Because mm-hmm. before I felt like it was just me going and dumping mm-hmm. once a month. That's mm-hmm. it. But nothing was really changing. Mm-hmm. And um, in this one, she challenges the things that I say. Mm-hmm. Not even in like a, and it's in a way to make me choose. It's still like I'm making my decisions. A good therapist doesn't want to hold you. Mm-hmm. And a good therapist isn't going to allow you just be a dumping ground. Like So I feel like because it's popularized, it makes it harder for it to be as authentic as it could be. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you in that standpoint. But I think if you have a good therapist, the like I know right now we're trying, we're going working on lessening my amount of time that I go because mm-hmm. I'm making progress and she doesn't want me to be dependent on her. Mm-hmm. But you know, but they'll always leave the door open. So I really, I don't advocate for just any therapy because they're all not well. I have therapist friends. LCSW is going to be a doctors right now that mm-hmm. would tell you there are certain people they will not recommend from this area because she knows they're not doing their job the mm-hmm. way they're supposed to so somebody who's in the field has integrity enough to say that know that all therapy is not good therapy mm-hmm. so I, I went to one and it was the worst therapy I ever gone to it was actually a Christian therapist because that's what I was looking for I knew you would say it. yeah and then within a couple of months he was he was basically saying there was nothing wrong with me mm-hmm. and he wanted me to come be a therapist with him you know what I mean? It's just like I what? Like it's nothing. I'm good. Yeah, you're you're great, man. You're young. You you know. So I, I I really think there is a large importance in finding out you know therapy and and, and finding the right therapist or finding the, the the right situation for you. So in saying that, I'm seeing that you're running these workshops. Yeah. You know what I mean? So tell me about that because that also looks like a therapeutic setting, but there's stretching involved. And and, and it is. Um, and I, part of my reason for doing what I'm doing because everybody does not have access to therapy. And like I said, I don't recommend all of it. Like, I do think that black men should have black therapists. I mm-hmm. believe that black women should have women therapists. And not that black men can't see black women or mm-hmm. vice versa. You know, I agree with that too, but I just believe in the ability. There's a certain vulnerability that men can have with other men that they don't yeah. give to women. And yeah. I just feel like that's necessary. Yeah. So um, with that being said... I started my workshops after doing my chakra healing class and knowing just how life changing that was and feeling like my people need to know that there are other practical ways of healing, not just you don't have to go through a religious standpoint. While I stand 100% on spirituality, though, I f- you need to have a spiritual practice. You just do. Like, mm-hmm. it's necessary because we're spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. So I will never omit that. But there has to be some type of practical practical wellness like, we're holistic. We're physical. We're mind, body, and spirit. So you need to have a practice for each one of those el- elements. Mm-hmm. So um, when I figured, when I did the chakra healing course and just saw how I felt myself physically changing as I was working at each chakra, mm-hmm. like you'll hear me say on the podcast I did with Miss um, Kira Post and they pub from Freeman House Publishing. They're the ones that published my workbook. That's how we'll get to that later. But when I did the root chakra with her, I literally could feel, like, my hips expanding, like, almost like my there was weight and gravity like going into my hips mm. and i never had hips like i physically have hips now i never mm. had hips before i feel like a lot of my body changed supernaturally mm-hmm. but um and then my diet as well but um i said all that to say um the workshops kind of we go based on each chakra whatever we like pray beforehand and whatever god says the chakra we're supposed to work on this time 
that's the one we work on but i've added kind of like a self-care element to it so we do the meditation we do the affirmations based upon the chakra we have like a release in the beginning we journal we do a journaling portion we're about to start journal prompts mm-hmm. and then my girl danny does uh a chakra based yoga renews so this time around november the 7th we're working in the the solar plexus and that's that's all about taking action i saw that yeah so uh and then the one before i believe we did the sacral chakra i might be saying that wrong it might have been heart chakra but so the workshops is a way to tap into that type of healing like if you don't have access to therapy or if you just wanted to start venturing on that path or you just might need some self-love or some some self-gratification on that day and our workshops are geared towards that because moving of the body and moving of the spirit together is powerful so um it starts the journey i always say that like once you leave you're gonna feel led to continue to do this type of stuff in the morning and really Mm -hmm. you don't need to meditate for longer than five to ten five to ten minutes um it's something that has to be acquired over time i always tell people don't think that you're gonna meditate in zen out your thoughts are gonna go crazy initially but that's part of it because your spirit is trying to get quiet so Mm. the thoughts have to go so that's why journaling is incorporated as well but um it's a it's it's something that you're gonna feel like you need more of afters which is the goal because that starts your healing journey and that's why i created the workbook because it's a 28-day guide they kind of help you do those practices every day, like mm-hmm. for five to ten minutes in the morning, and to get them cycles stopped to figure out where the cycles spring from, what you need to heal, how are you viewing yourself, is this authentic, is this stuff that I've accumulated over time through trauma from what other people said, or is this my true self? It kind of helps you pour that self-love to you in the form of a song. Yeah, so you can what, heal. With this being so, I've, I've, I've always wondered this, and I'm sure you've heard this question or you, you've, you've seen it posted somewhere, right? For this to be as positive as it is and so much built on, on spirituality and growth and uh, sounds like, you know, internal awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Why are these type of things kind of shunned by the, by the black church? Well, see, it was before because it takes away from the control of the church. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have to be confined to a building. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be one specific person speaking all the time. Mm-hmm. There doesn't have, this, have to be this religious construct. You know, there's a system when you go to church. This happens first, then this, then this, then this. You got to hit these Mm -hmm. points. I can freely, in a creative way, tap into the same type of situation without the caste system. So if we do more of this, not that we don't need the church, but the church will have to reconstruct. And I don't change how it's set up, right? And I don't think that that's a bad thing because everything shouldn't be under one roof. Mm -hmm. That's why we're all individuals because we each bring a piece to the body. They talk about that um, in Christianity. Mm -hmm. So if we're all a piece of the body. Why the body always in this one building? Mm. That doesn't make sense. Mm. You're supposed to be able to branch out and reach exactly. out. That's how we grow. That's how we expand. That's how we monopolize. So um, the church will have to change their construct, which I feel like the time is here. We're in the end times mm-hmm. if you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's just my belief that the church is where we congregate so we can worship. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to, I mean, bring the word to. Do you know it, it? All the control shouldn't be in one place, and mm-hmm. I think that it originally was shunned upon because of that. But now, it's a little different. There, I see a lot of churches pulling more towards this now. Mm-hmm. I think some of them are just passing with the times. I think some of them we have younger pastors and preachers now too, so exactly. they're more open to changing the construct and allowing. 
the people who specialize in specific stuff because you know elders are elders because somebody said i feel like you should be an elder exactly. or i feel like the spirit said this mm-hmm. you know not because they're actually gifted mm-hmm. so sometimes people be praying they supposed to be praying and that mm-hmm. should you know you tr- yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yes so yes, if you yes. allow the church to just be the church where everybody congregates so we can all be on one accord in worship mm-hmm. and you let the people specialize in what they specialize in mm-hmm. it would totally change the way that it looked and there would be a lot more harmony but mm-hmm. I feel like that was the whole rigging this before. But like I said, either you're going to go with the times or you're going to crumble with them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a do or die time right now. That's why we're seeing a lot of deaths mm-hmm. and stuff too. Like you're going to adapt because we're supposed to be able to adapt or you're going to try to be rigged and have control mm-hmm. and be broken down. Mm-hmm. So you, you talked a lot about trauma earlier. Um, and and I, I, we we spoke about that, and I actually saw that you're putting out a book. Uh, oh, the book is out. It's out. It's out. Yeah, the book is out, and it's yeah. dealing with addressing those traumas, maybe from childhood, right? Yeah. So it's the I call it a sweet serenade from your inner child to your higher. I self. grabbed my copy this morning. Thank you. Uh, it's been doing really well. Um, but um, it's just soft launch. Like I said, you can get it on Amazon right now. It will be available in different arenas soon too. I will. All that will be announced. I'm mm-hmm. trying to keep it on the hush and not be so hasty with everything these days because i want it to be right and not you know so uh but you can get it on amazon it's a 28 day guide kind of like a devotional slash workbook and each day has its own affirmation it has its own intent and there's a journaling portion for you to kind of see what your what you what your body and what your soul needs to pay attention to on that day and it's designed to just help you pour that all the love that you give out back into yourself because you are your first priority. You can't be anything to anybody if you're not everything to yourself first. So the book is a way of helping guide you in that way day by day. Um, it is 28 days. There's affirmations placed, for, like I said, for each day. And at the end, there's over 100 more affirmations just to recite when you need it. And um, it's a ble- uh, was a blessing to me that everything and every component of the book is what got me to where I am now and on my spiritual journey. And I found a way to creatively compact it for you guys. I hope that you love it and I recommend it for everybody. Beautiful. And, and like I said, I definitely am interested in learning because it's, it's, I think I, I've been on that path recently, but I've just been trying to figure out, okay, like how do I actually work on like self healing? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I really got good. Like I didn't, Oh Mike, that's an issue or that's yeah. an issue. Mike, we need to work on that. Yeah. But it's just, you know, starting those first initial steps. Um, I definitely started therapy as well, but that's mm-hmm. kind of like an online thing, you yeah. know, because of yeah. the pandemic. But uh, how how does one go about the process of, and, and I'm going to try to list this out of my mouth the way I'm saying it in my head. Mm-hmm. How does one go off, okay, I'm taking in this knowledge, right, and I'm hearing from my therapist, and I'm maybe doing this, and I'm maybe doing that. How do you apply how how do you how do I apply all of that? How do I actually utilize what I'm learning? I about to say, well, that was one thing you said that was very key. It's not about what you know; it's about what you implement. Mm-hmm. So, um, and again, not to keep trying to like plug myself, but that's what the book is exactly. designed to do to help you practically implement these things because sometimes it just be overwhelming what you learn about yourself and what you learn about healing when you're in the process. Like it really can be an overwhelming thing. And I always tell people healing is not pretty. You're not going to like how you feel. You're not going to like how people begin to act towards you when you really start like walking in who you are and walking away from things that don't serve you. Mm. But I say it's the most rewarding thing that you will ever experience if you actually let yourself get through it. So, um, uh, one way it's about really taking things into bits and pieces and, but and understanding that, it's never going to be like you're not going to even do this book for 28 days and and then that's it. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel very empowered. You're going to see things begin to change. You're going to feel more confident to do make the decisions and say no where you want to say no and start you're going to start seeing those things shift 
but it's never healing it's never a get it got it good we've been here learning how to co- be codependent and maladapt for how many years mm-hmm. you know how long do you think it's going to take to kind of like reverse that so being realistic with what healing looks like um taking it step by step just not being feeling like you have to do you have to let go of wanting to be right or wrong as well mm-hmm. when you're That's healing deep. it's about what's best for you today letting mm-hmm. waking up and letting the day choose so if today you having a heart issue and you really struggling with forgiveness that's what you need to focus on that day mm-hmm. tomorrow it may be i'm not really doing what i need to do physically i need to i need to do something active with my body so mm-hmm. i'm gonna go for a walk for 10 minutes that's mindfulness um if it's the next day you need to have a heart to heart with your parents like you gotta let the day there it, you don't have to be Structure doesn't have to be strict, if that makes sense at all. And mm-hmm. so uh, I feel like a part of implementation is having some type of structure, but l- allowing that to look how it's supposed to look. So I think we have to let go of, um, I hate to say it, you kind of got to let go of everything you thought you knew. Mm-hmm. You have to be open because if you want change, things have to be new. You're not, change isn't created from what we already been doing because we just going to keep doing what we mm-hmm. already been doing. You got to be open to things, not looking, feeling, seeing the way that you've used to seeing it your whole life. And if you can just have, that's where the faith comes in. If you got faith during that time and knowing that it's all working for your good, you start to see it in the time and that you're supposed to see it. So being open, being realistic, um, practical, and and knowing that it's for your good so you can trust that intuition. I'm going to say this because I see you about to hit me with mm-hmm. another question. The intuition is subtle. If you think about the nature of God, he's not aggressive. He's mm. not forceful. Quiet. He's quiet. He's love. Mm. So if you're not quiet and you're not present, it's very hard to hear or know, hey, is this my intuition or is this my anxiety? Your anxiety is loud, very chaotic, back to back to back. And we normally choose the anxiety, the anxious thought because it's louder. It's in our face. It's right there. Mm-hmm. But that small still feeling that you get and you be like, dang, you always be like, I should listen to that later. Something told me. That's your intuition, mm. and that's what you have to learn to trust. And initially, it will be extremely uncomfortable, but you got to trust the small, still voice and learn to shut out the loud ones because that's your anxiety. How has all of this helped you in raising a black son? It has taught me to be a lot more soft because mm. I definitely, you guys have seen, I've been a tomboy forever yeah, because yeah. I'm a boy mom, but I felt like I had to have this kind of tough exterior with him because I wanted him to be quote-unquote strong. Mm-hmm. But doing this and seeing just how much of a lover my son is and how he how he's still very much so masculine that I have to be vulnerable with him mm-hmm. and that I have to be soft and it's teaching me patience and it's teaching me again to die to my ego every day um he doesn't need me to teach him to be tough the world is going to do that exactly he needs me to teach him how to walk in his power how to not start people pleasing at an early age mm-hmm. and how when you're giving yourself all the stuff that you want from somebody else you attract those type of people mm-hmm. so instead of us always trying to show on the outside hey look at me i'm valuable i'm a good friend like i would be a great husband i'd be a great wife how come you won't choose me like literally performing because mm-hmm. the society we live in i'm trying to teach my son that he doesn't have to perform he just gotta love and he gotta love himself first mm-hmm. everything springs from that mm-hmm. everything springs from that but that is the utmost most important thing and if he could grasp that early and not feel like he has to change himself to be accepted or come outside of himself to be proven anything to anybody he's gonna walk a path that none of us were able to until we got the age we are now because we didn't have the tools that we did my it's my job to give him the tools i didn't have the ones that are healthy Mm -hmm. and the ones that i have proven to make allow me to experience love on another level that's beautiful. Wow, that yeah. was beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's in a book. That was good. That's my baby. So, some you know, quotes. 
Ezra, Ezra, I knew I needed to get all my shit together, not mm-hmm. just my money, not mm-hmm. just the job, not just the family persona, mm-hmm. the whole, the real thing. I want, I really wanted him to be able to grow up and experience unfiltered, unhinged. I can't control the trauma that will happen in his life because we all experience some form of it. Exactly. But I can, I can teach him how to thrive through it. And that's what I'm going to do. And love is the first step. That's amazing. Yep. Damn. <laughs> I'm going to play this shit back. Um, this is a good episode. It is. <laughs> something, something that I can ask you that I'm not able to ask many people that have come on this show. I'm going to ask you two questions. Okay. The first question is, if you now could go back and talk to yourself around those years mm. where we were around each other, what would you tell yourself? What advice would you give? Not to be afraid to be myself. Because ultimately, everything has led me back to being my true self. Mm-hmm. That's where the workshops came from. That's mm-hmm. where my book came from. That's where the way that I want to love Ezra is coming from. That's where me making these decisions that I'm making now that's changing my life for the better is coming from because I'm choosing to just be who I've always was supposed to be. Mm. I would tell myself to stop shrinking. Mm. I don't give a damn who don't like yeah. it or wrote the wrong yeah. way because mm-hmm. they jealous or mm-hmm. they, they, they don't know how to accept goodness in their life and they self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. You don't have to self-sabotage. Just keep shining regardless. Mm-hmm. That's what I would tell myself. Now, here's the question that I can't ask nobody. Mm-hmm. If you could go back and give me any advice <laughs> from when <laughs> we was around each other all those years ago, what would you have told me? If you now could go back to me then? To stop trying to prove yourself worthy because you already are. Mm. Yes. That's deep. You've been worthy. Mm. They know you worthy. Mm. They just hoping that you don't know you worthy. Mm. And so people will come in your life and distract you and get you off course so you never see that you're worthy because if you see that, you're going to excel past me and I'm not ready for you to do that yet. Mm. So stop trying to prove yourself because you're already there. Mm. It was a poem, now that you say that, that Mr. Swift will always have us read back in high school and I can't remember all of the words, but the, the biggest point that stands out to me is like we're not, we're not afraid of failure, we're afraid of success. Yeah. Like don't dim your own light. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't, I'm going to post the link to the poem like once I find it, but I can't find it right now. Mm. Um, but okay, like lastly, so what, what information or, or what, what advice would you give? There's a young Shawana listening somewhere right now, mm-hmm. right? And, and she's unsure of herself and she's trying to find out who she is. And, and we have the ability right now to be able to talk to those young girls, those, those young listeners. What, what, what free advice would you give to like a young person that's coming up that you want to be spiritual aware or, or how would they start that journey into finding themselves? I would say it starts with how you view yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing that you think is life altering right now is. Mm-hmm. So breathe. Mm-hmm. Remember to breathe. Mm-hmm. Literally, I, I know I say I'm, you know, I'm a meditationist, but breath work that all that is a part of meditation and when you start getting crazy in your head when you start having them thoughts and you start looking at yourself like you're not good enough or you start feeling that doubt take three deep breaths literally breathe in through your nose and exhale through your mouth and remember that you are right where you're supposed to be and nothing is permanent right now allow yourself to be free allow yourself to make the decisions that are best for you not the ones that make you just feel good Mm. but that are best for you and that you can trust yourself but it's going to start with you viewing yourself for who you really are. So, don't forget to breathe. That's what I would tell 
I'm definitely writing that down. I'm gonna <laughs> use, I I gotta have that. Um. So where? So so we have some listeners right now that are probably interested in the, in the workshop. So where can I sign up for these workshops? Where can we find you? So if you follow. So the so, so my personal page is predominantly love. It's well, linked in my bio. We're gonna there. post all the links on the site. Yeah, but the self love song has its own entities now. So they have a page. It's the self love song on Instagram, on Facebook. It's the self love song on Twitter. It's the self love song. Everything is linked in the bio from the workshop. It is a different location this time around. It's gonna be at the NYB Clubhouse, the Mind Your Biz Clubhouse in Virginia Beach, off of um, General Booth Boulevard. It is from ten o'clock to twelve o'clock. And like I said, it's on Eventbrite. You can even type in the self-love song on Eventbrite and it will pop up. But that is where you can get your workshop tickets. Um, the book is also linked in the bio. Um, we do. We are working on the blog for Firstborn Daughter. So if you're a firstborn daughter and you have a story that you would like to tell, um, that will be published within the self-love song site. So there's a link where you can also uh, enter an interest form if you'd like to enter. We have many stories. They just haven't been published yet. Maybe two or three were posted on the page but definitely that is still a thing and um just follow our social media accounts the site will be up by, by the end of the year um that's in the works now so you'll be able to kind of go up there and get access to the entire hub for the self-love song and um of course follow me and subscribe to my mailing list on predominantly love um i have my own site as well you'll be able to book my services for meditation i do do those um at jobs now so if your job staff needs like a 15 to 20 minute uh meditation i do those um i'm doing a harvest festival coming up on november the 14th so i will have it available for you for me to book me for those services also by the end of the year so a lot of good things are coming down the pipeline that you're hearing first mm-hmm. on the safe spot so y'all better make Exclusive. sure that y'all are subscribed to him because you know this is all access shit right here like nobody else knows that that's, that's right that's <laughs> right and y'all when y'all want to know why nobody got shit like this because it's, like, it's the safe this spot this the greatest podcast in the land i keep telling y'all and i am your boy the world's greatest single father this has been mike wills wait can and, i say something? oh go ahead go ahead go ahead I have to big up my bro. Oh, come okay. on now. Because we've been sitting here talking about me this whole time. Yes. And let me say that I've been telling Mike since I know him. Years. That he needed to do something along the lines of this because his voice. Do y'all just hear his voice through the speaker <laughs> though? Like no, everybody don't have the voice, number one. Okay. Just naturally he has this voice to speak and he always has something to say. And what he says is profound. And his insight on things as a black man raising his son, you know, being a single father and just going through life's woes the way that he has is something that you guys don't get to hear often. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very proud of you. And well, I'm very, very you. proud of just how you've invested in yourself and you guys definitely are going to want to stay subscribed to this yes. and you're going to want to make sure that you're tuning in because when it go, when it pop off, okay, when it pop off, we don't want none of these. Yeah, exactly. Everybody running around talking about Back some then kind of you ain't want episode. me. Hell no. Nah. Like, no, nah, I get in line. Nope. Book, book me through the, through the bio. <laughs> so this is dope. Like, this is really dope, God. I, 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 I have loved this conversation. Like I said, from one proud black compadre to <laughs> another, like, this is absolutely amazing and don't stop never Keep going and be consistent got you because this is dope thank you thank you um i'm honored i'm flattered right now that's this has been my two little two sister two. huh two 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 balance we'll get into numerology later. yeah you're gonna have to teach me all that you're gonna have to teach me but this has been an uh, awesome episode it's, it's been an honor i always tell you it's an honor talking to you having you and i always tell you like from a big brother standpoint from always being on the outside looking in i'm so proud of your growth thank you like it's it's crazy you know what i mean it, i 
not only to see the spiritual change, but you you like a whole new person. Like everything about you is just like. I feel like I look the same. I just feel like. Nah, I, bro. I, I feel like I look the same. I just I look empowered. I look sure of myself. You walking now. in confidence. And there you go. Yeah. I think before I just I shrunk myself because yeah. I just never felt comfortable around people. And I think once I let myself just be free in that way. You just, you just see me in a confident light now. That's why. I, it's and it's crazy. <laughs> it's just it just blows my mind. Like this is not. She gonna always be my wee wee, but uh. you know what I mean. Like you just grown now and it's beautiful and it's amazing. And I thank you for having. Ooh, I'm feeling good. I, yeah. I'm thankful that I could have you here yes. in this space. I'm going to get off this microphone before I say something <laughs> crazy. But this has been another episode of The Safe Spot. Please tune in. Um, continue to subscribe. Play it. Share it to your friends. Um, send this episode out to everybody. We had Shawana Trinice today. Amazing day. God bless y'all. Good luck. Holla at your boy. I really need to get off because I'm just talking way too much. So I'm going to hit the button. Thank you. <laughs>